Let's talk about food. I think hunks of meat. I'm oldest <laughs> in my family. She's oldest in hers. And like, we both want to be bossy pants <laughs> to each other. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Queer Tampa, where we fight for equal rights and we kiss our cats on the mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> A little creepy. I'm Jay. And I'm Ren, and as always, we're very excited to be here. I feel like I say excited a lot on this That's one. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being excited. We are very happy to be here, and we are in the thick of the holiday season, and so we hope you guys are surviving okay and having fun out there. Yeah, we totally missed you. Just, I'm not going to lie. In November, we had our very first event, and it was amazing. It, it was absolutely, yeah, super duper amazing incredible yeah it was very fun and so we showed up it was at the independent in Seminole Heights and we brought like a rainbow for the table <laughs> we were so creepy and weird but you know what I don't even care <laughs> I don't care yeah we got there early and we just camped up with our rainbows <laughs> and we were like ready and the people who showed up were just beautiful human beautiful, beings yeah. I'm so excited to continue to get to know them I feel like we have two new best friends Basically, yeah. And so, yeah, it was awesome. And then our next event we're very excited to announce is going to be on December 22nd on Sunday. And it's at 530 at Hooch & Hive, which is a lesbian-owned uh, business in Tampa. Yeah. yeah, and if any of you have ever gone to those, um, like a 1949, if you've ever been to 1949, they used to have those markets. Mm-hmm. They they were the owners. They used to run those markets, and now they have the establishment that is called Hooch and Hive. So they're really really sweet people. So it's really exciting that they have this this place. And if you've never been, I highly suggest you try it out. Yeah, it's a really really great atmosphere, atmosphere. And, and I think, think that, that they're, they're open during, during the day, day too. too. So um, you can go over there for food and beverages, and then go there to hang out. They have live music they still do that moonlight market so we can't wait to see you guys there um i will be dming all of you because that's my style <laughs> that's always sliding into the dms that's, that's her thing i'll be dming all of you to let you know um more details and you're free to ask me any questions and we can get that all set up but we cannot wait to spend some time with you guys in the middle of all this craziness it will be a breath of fresh air to be able to see you yeah Cannot wait. Okay, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Well, you know, talking about the holidays, we've been eating a lot of food. Yeah, I mean, I can't ever stop eating food, so I'm not <laughs> sure it's really any different, but <laughs> let's, let's talk about food. Oh my God, this is let's so talk funny. about food. Okay, <laughs> that, was my, that was my segue into the food. Okay, yeah, we wrote on a paper, like, segue into food. And that was my song to the food. Okay. (laughs) All right, food and the holidays. So I'd like to know, Ren, what did you grow up eating for the holidays? Like, what's, like, something you could remember specifically? So my family is Southern. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but my, like, extended family, like, grandparents and stuff, we are from Tennessee and then also from Virginia. So we got some good Southern food up in my family. (laughs) 
so for holidays and stuff, we went pretty traditional. So all of like the classic things, but then there was also a lot of, you know, not necessarily green bean casserole, but like oh, green on, beans, like the Southern way. Like, like what? Like what's in it? I think hunks of meat. Like there's gotta be I some mean, kind of hunks of something. Like some yeah. Pork, like, yeah. Like Southern food, I think is just flavored in like pork. meat fat. And so that's what I grew up definitely eating then. You know, I think for a lot of us, it's like the holidays really bring up a lot of memories, good and bad, um, about our family and show us a lot of the things that we've wanted to have (laughs) or you know, there's just a lot of stuff that kind of gets kicked up. And I think that food is really central to that too, because you know, aroma and taste, I feel like it awakens our our memories and stuff so you know cooking these things from previous times in our life I think is a way of like you know carrying it on but also getting to kind of re rewire the memories too so you know as much as we make a lot of different things we're very experimental now oh yeah with like our cooking and stuff but you know even taking the time to make kind of those classic family recipes is cool and I still like to do it because I feel like you get to keep you know changing and like evolving the story of what that you know food is kind of about so like for my family one of the really traditional things is a cheese ball and it's like I don't even know who thought of putting it together but it it does taste better probably than it sounds but it's like it's a literal cheese ball you guys it's (laughs) really really delicious and I roll it into a snowman with like a carrot nose and it has like nuts all over it. It's very cute and tasty, even though I don't know why I eat it every year, but I think it's just that thing that's like, it's just tradition. It's like tradition, it is yeah. not Thanksgiving or Christmas without the, the cheese, cheese ball, ball. Yeah. like the Smith cheese ball. Like, <laughs> like that's the cheese the ball. Smith cheese ball. Yeah, the Smith cheese ball. So yeah, I don't know. That's really a lot of what I experienced. What about you? So would you say that the Smith cheese ball is legit the staple for every year? Like you have to have the cheese ball. I feel like we have had the cheese ball every year. (laughs) Sometimes for Thanksgiving and Christmas. (laughs) I'm thankful for it. I think that for me, it is the staple. Like I'd be really curious. So my fam- my parents are coming in a couple of weeks to they spend Christmas with us. Very exciting. Which is really cool because that hasn't happened in, I mean, I feel like a decade since that's been able to happen. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I'm very interested to see what my mom would say is like the traditional item from our family because you know how it's like we all experience the same thing, but we all take something different away from it, like just as human beings. So I'm very curious to see what she's going to say. Cause to me, I would say, yes, like the cheese ball is the foundation, you know, you get to the house or like everybody shows up and like, that's the beginning of the event is like the snowman cheese ball that you're eating while all the other food is kind of cooking. So I feel like, yeah, that's, that's our thing. I love it. That's awesome. I'd say for me, the most tradition I've really ever had that's, and, and when I say tradition, I mean like a cons- consistency would be like, I really don't know because my actual, like my mom and my, my stepdad, it's like, we didn't really, like, I can't really remember having the holiday dinners with them, which they could have existed. I just don't remember with my aunt. She, they, we're, that's like a more Italian 
family. So we would have like pastas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was really, really cool and extravagant, of course. But at home, I think that the only, like something that stand could stand out, it's like, um, I really, <laughs> I really cannot remember. I don't know why, but sometimes I just can't remember at all with the food. And what's weird is like, I'm obsessed with food. So mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, cannot even think of one dish. Not even <laughs> Your memories of holidays are, like, repressed somewhere. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah, what? That happens, that. I guess. So that's what, like, what you were saying. It's, like, creating your own. I really, I really like that you said that because that's kind of, like, where I am. We just created our own menu because it's, like, I really have no idea. Um, I, I remember even as a kid, I would make Thanksgiving dinners for my whole family, you know? busy mom hard to hard to remember I'm sorry if this is a little too deep for everybody I feel like this is just what it is and that's what the holidays are right you start thinking about you start thinking about those old things and it's like how do you kind of manage those emotions and how do you manage that stuff and gotta just keep on keeping on right yeah it's a lot of layers because like especially right now at the age that we are to think back to when we were kids our parents were our age so just to really even think about that and think about all the things that they were managing when we were small and you know they definitely did their freaking best but it's like it is really nice to be adults and to have our chosen family like all of you guys out there Mm -hmm. and to be able to really make these new memories ourselves like Jay and I have been together now um, eight years and so that's eight holidays where we've really gotten to set up our own definition of what does the holiday look like, you know? And a lot of people, like now it's even trending away from even celebrating Thanksgiving because of the history of everything. I mean, before I had even met you, I celebrated holidays with just friends. I -hmm. hadn't even, even when I was in school, like high school, I celebrated holidays with friends and anyone I was dating at the time, I had barely spent holidays with my family. It's like I was doing anything to get away from my family, which I'm sure a lot of you out there could understand that you know so maybe that's why I don't really remember any any times because mm-hmm. I was just doing anything I could to get away from them so it's kind of like when you think about it, it sounds pretty screwed up but it's just the reality of what it is yeah and we go through these things as a way to protect ourselves and as a way to survive different situations whether they're really that like really this extremely horrible situation or it's just not okay with us anymore and we're not going to tolerate it anymore so we're setting up our own kind of boundaries but it's like we do that and we get to have these experiences with our friends and the thing is it's like we get to decide what we want our life to look like yeah and in throughout that my whole entire life what's really cool is I got I did get to experience a lot and through that I gained a lot of friendships and I gained so much knowledge throughout that so I'm thankful for that and I think it's just really neat how you can like you were saying connect through food as well it's really cool and you know people always joke they're like oh it took six hours to make that and 10 minutes to eat it what's the point but it's like the point is the making you know as cheesy as it sounds like it's the journey that matters not the destination but it is. It's true. It's the ritual. It's the process of spending that time and working as a team. You know, Jay and I have even gotten into plenty of little uh, boss battles with each other over, you know. Right, because we're both the <laughs> oldest and like. We both want to be the boss. We both want to be the boss. Like we're like, I'm the oldest <laughs> in my family. She's oldest in hers. And like, we both want to be bossy pants <laughs> to each other. So it's just like, uh, I notice I'm doing it and I'm like, you can take the lead this time. Okay. You go ahead and decide what we do here. That's 
another fun layer of it. It's like you're really good. It's like a dance that you get into yeah. with somebody. It's memories that you make. And it's intimate. Cooking is intimate. Do all those things are. And like she's like Ren was saying, it's like that part is the most important part. And then yeah, when you get to sit there and you all get to like eat together, that's a that's a beautiful moment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like food, I mean, everybody can say this, but food really plays like such a central role, I feel like in our life and in our dynamic. And we really try mostly to incorporate a lot of vegan dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, we aren't fully vegan, but no. we still incorporate a lot of as it into our possible. lives. Yeah. And I find it really, really fun and really delicious to have that. But you know, like even our date times together are spent like making pasta from scratch or trying something that's really hard to make and like working on it together and stuff. So it's like food is just a really big part of connecting. That's like how we basically were flirting with each other when we first, (laughs) when we first started dating. We did like cooking shows together, but yeah, food just connects people. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to having my family here and you know family is a big part of the holidays which is why it can be hard and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I was little like so I'm from an Air Force family I think I've mentioned that before but we lived in Colorado for um, eight years and so every Thanksgiving we would drive cross-country to Virginia to spend Thanksgiving with like my grandmother and my um, aunts and uncles and so that was like a three-day road trip there and then three days back it just showed me how important it is to to like show up for family and like make this effort and it's like so much shit happens and we can't or sometimes you know just whatever but it's like I am excited to have that opportunity this year Mm -hmm. because we have spent so many different events really just the two of us Jay and I here and in Tampa on our own, you know, working really hard to build our lives. So it's like, it'll be cool really to be hard. able to share it with family. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Because it is just us out here. Mm-hmm. My family's somewhere very far away. And mm-hmm. your family is pretty far away. So mm-hmm. we've been working on our friend family here, and which is awesome. Very thankful. But yeah, it'll be really great when your family comes here. Looking forward to that. And all of its family glory. (laughs) So, you know, speaking about family and the holidays, we're very excited because we're going to be launching another episode of our podcast. So before the holidays get here, we're bringing in a queer therapist that is based in the Tampa Bay area named Steph. And they're going to kind of walk us through a holiday survival guide. So how to set up those positive boundaries or like when the conversation turns hostile or tense or when they're asking you questions that you don't like or making statements you don't like, like how can we handle these situations in a way that's clear but also loving to where we're not causing an, a fight. I mean, the other person would be causing the fight in that scenario, obviously, because they're instigating it. But like, how can we modify our own behavior and have some really strong tips going into those situations so that we can really set it up for success? Um, a few years ago, I did a lot of work with my therapist and right. I implemented a lot of the techniques. And I can tell you, it was a really hard holiday yeah. But those scripts that I was able to use and those techniques that I used, I feel like it completely changed my family dynamics for the better in like such a beautiful way. 
So, you know, talking about family and the holidays, our family here is Jay and I, and then we have three kitty babies. So we have Delilah, who's the oldest. She's going to be 13 next summer. And then we have Alexander, who's our middle child. He was a wild alley cat, and he chose us and wanted to become part of our family. And we think he's about nine. And then we have our baby. His name is Bambino, and he's two years old, I think. So, yeah. So that's our family here. And Jay, like, it's we've had some drama this week. We've had some drama because, you know, I have been... As you guys know, I was, I just finished my class, my EMT class, got a little bit more going on with that, but um, I've been really stressed out. You know, finals were crazy, everything was going on, and um, I think he was picking up on my energy, I don't know, so I've been kind of, like, I baby the other two cats, like, a lot. I baby Delilah, I take, we take her out in the morning and give her, like, special treatment, and then it's, like, really ridiculous how much we baby our cats, but, um, and then the other cat, that's the baby one, Bambino, I am like constantly cuddling him and giving him a lot of affection because he's kind of like a hiding cat, like he hides everywhere. So I try to like push him a little bit. And then there leaves Alex, who I'm not really giving attention to. So like, I noticed that he's been really bad lately. Mm-hmm. And so like acting out. Acting out. And so it was frustrating me because he's like trying to rip the couch and he's trying to like go onto the tables, which is really not good behavior, obviously. (laughs) This is so weird saying it out loud. And so, um, so then I found, I figured out what the problem was and it was just because I was not really showing him the attention that I was showing to the other two. Mm -hmm. So I started to be a little bit more attentive to him and now it's like perfectly fine. Yeah, and I think that it's hard because, like, you have to establish rules and you have to, like, enforce rules. And it's, like, when they're when they're in that acting out phase, it's just so hard because it's, like, all the attention you're giving them, it feels like, is negative attention of, like, stop doing that. And then I think it just, it does, it, like, builds all this tension. Yeah, so I'd just be sitting there. I'd sit right onto the couch and I'd look over and he would look at me and then go do something bad. Like, he would jump onto the onto the table and look me into my eyes like haha because he knew that there's like a (laughs) bunch of like obstacles in front of me right and and then he's like looking forward to me grabbing him and touching him you know like there was just a lot of drama this past week but you know what we got through it and I'm looking forward to the future with him because I think we're gonna be okay (laughs) it's very important though like when one thing is off in a household I feel like it kind of throws everybody off because it's like what is going on (laughs) But I really believe that our our pets can pick up completely <laughs> on our stress. Yeah. And if they know we're upset or we're stressed out, they're going to try to distract us, whether it's good behavior or bad behavior. Yeah. They're going to try to do something to take our mind off of whatever we're worrying about. Because yeah. I was like running around a lot and I was like never home. And mm-hmm. it's like the minute he could get my attention, he really made sure he could. Mm-hmm. He like really did. any way he could because like I would be sitting on the couch for one second and he'd come over to me to like cuddle me and then I have to get up and you could just tell he was it was not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) he just needs his mommy that's it that's all these kitties really need yeah it's very very sweet I'd love to hear about your guys like do you guys have pets (laughs) let us know send us pictures 
Yeah, at our event, we were talking about pets. Um, Daisy, she has like four dogs and we were just talking about them. And it's funny when you work from home and then you have all of your babies because they just can be so distracting, mm-hmm. but it's like you love them. So you're happy they're distracting you, but it's like this whole yeah. thing is really sweet. Yeah. All right. So this time we're doing something a little bit different because we did get a listener question, which is really exciting. Um, on our Instagram, if you go to our website, you can submit questions or talk to us. You can also just DM us. I like to throw up question boxes frequently um, on our Instagram page, so please just be following us and interacting. I, The more you communicate with us, like the better we can you know, know what to be creating and what to be talking about. So we have um, a listener question that we wanted to go over. They asked uh, what the best areas in Tampa to live for queer culture? Yeah, so I think this is a really great question. And to me, it's kind of on a couple different layers because it's like, you know, there's going to be where you live, like your neighborhood, and then there's going to be like places where you can go hang out. Because like, obviously you want to live by stuff that's fun that you want to do. So you're not having to drive 30 minutes to everything that you actually want to be doing. So in our research, we found um, it really wasn't surprising, but it's like Ebor, Seminole Heights, and South Tampa. And we can vouch for Seminole Heights because we, we live in Seminole Heights, and it is very, very, like, it is. Yeah, queer-friendly. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I think that anywhere that's kind of artsy or known for being artsy and, like, a younger, thriving, you know, area, I think is going to be a good environment. Mm-hmm. Anything that's, you know, a little older or feels more conservative. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's just the reality of it. And I grew up over in Spring Hill for most of my life. And that is, is not as at the time was not very um, queer forward, Mm -hmm. if we could say that. But I think that even in terms of Hillsborough County in general, Mm -hmm. I think is a blue, like Mm -hmm. county, meaning, yeah, like both (laughs) more on the Democrat side, right? which tends to be more accepting. So, you know, anything in Hillsborough County, but I think that when you're looking at places to live, you'll definitely just want to be, you know, hanging out in those areas at all different times of day. Um, And then just checking it out kind of before you take that leap of like, for example, buying a house. And if you're not um, professionals about (laughs) real estate or anything, so. Yes. And, you know, a lot of queer things happen in St. Pete. So like even a lot of our gay friends that we have are in St. Pete and a lot of people are in Orlando. So those are always options too. But as you guys know, like part of our mission with this podcast and with our events is to really amp up the queer events and excitement right here in Tampa. Hopefully by spotlighting some of these different places like Hoochin Hive at our next event and some of these different experts and business owners in the area will be able, able to, to really, really be a shift, shift in the culture over the next year and it'll just, just get even better. better. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, you guys. Just stick around. You'll see. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> All right. I think that's about, that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up. We talked about food family traditions. Okay, so be on the lookout for our next episode on the Holiday Survival Guide, and please follow us at Queer Tampa. Yeah, please follow us. Tell all your friends. Have them follow us. Come to our events. 
hang out with us. Like, we are just not kidding about this, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like and rate our podcast. Chat with us. Yeah, <laughs> like and re- send us a review. Yeah, review our podcast. It helps little indie podcasts like us get visibility. We did he- hit um, 100 downloads. Which is pretty so cool. So that's really exciting because we just started. So I think, you know. It's a little thing, you guys. The more awareness we get out there, the better it's going to be for all of us. Can't wait. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.